You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to episode 60 of In Orbit, Mash Shows Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we thank you as always for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. And my name is David. And I'm Jordan. And make sure that you guys are checking out all the other podcasts available here on the Mash Shows Buttons network at www.mashshowsbuttons.com. Get involved with us at InOrbit by sending us questions at InOrbitPodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at InOrbitPodcast. On today's show, Destiny 2 is leaked and confirmed. Age of Triumph raid rewards include kinetic and adept versions of raid weapons. 2.6.0 includes several nerfs to PvP and PvE and various other small things such as Lord Shack's weekly bounties being available to everybody. Before we get into any of that, though, how have your weeks been? Well, my week's been pretty good. Um, I played Destiny for nine hours today, which is something I have not done in a long time, but I was getting set for Age of Triumph, which releases tomorrow now. So by the time you're listening to this, uh, it'll be out. Um, Worth mentioning, this is actually, if you follow our Twitter, you know we're actually re-recording it's Monday night now. Usually we record on like a Friday. Uh, we just had some sound issues. But if you want to check out that podcast, which has other stuff that we talked about, which we're also going to talk about now, you can find it on uh, twitch.tv slash dsbolt. It's um, archived there. If you want to check out the live version, it was a ton of fun. We did that live. We are probably going to do it more often. We're just not doing it right now because of the re record but i'm super pumped for age of triumph tomorrow um i hadn't played destiny for extended periods of times like i did today in a while i've just been hopping in and out of it and today i found all the ghosts i didn't have got the siva fragments did a ton of strikes soloed some nightfalls it was a good time uh jordan how about you man how's your week been that's been good man um i played destiny um helped out with a couple things uh didn't do a whole lot of other gaming honestly um so i was doing a lot of horizon but i beat that um finished it almost platinumed a bit and uh yeah i'm I'm excited to get back into destiny as well so let's bring it on yeah and as for me i finally beat horizon just because i was so busy doing all the different side quests except the hunting lodge because f that i can't stand the hunting lodge but i'll probably go back and do those you know i'll force myself to do that but we must discuss, ladies and gentlemen, Destiny 2 has officially been revealed. Destiny 2! Uh, 
It was it was so awesome to see the community getting hyped today over it. Yeah. So let's go ahead and discuss this a little bit because this is more of a two-part reveal. So last week, right around the weekend, promotional material has been starting to been leaked to GameStops, at least in Italy. Uh, there was a promotional poster that was out. Two of them in particular. One of them kind of confirmed that there's uh, PlayStation exclusive material. The other one was more open, showed more of the world, what you're going to be doing, the characters, just the general feel. Whereas the old Destiny was more colorful and vibrant, this is more of a grittier, nastier, more reality ground Destiny. It feels like something terrible has happened. And sure enough, today Bungie decided to just go ahead and blurt it all out like a big wet fart. Destiny 2, the city is on fire. All burning, smoldering. The the traveler looks like it's in disarray. Like there's something's going on there. We're not sure exactly what happened, who did it. Obviously, we have theories because of the toys um, that have been leaked. But as of right now, we officially don't know what we're going up against. We can assume that it's the Cabal. So given the two posters that we've seen, given the confirmed now, well, not really confirmed, but kind of confirmed, little figurine of Cade 6 that you get for the pre-order, and the image that came out today, what are your guys' thoughts on Destiny 2? Mm. Oh, all right. So <laughs> did you guys see the the fixer image that they had to put up on social media? Now, this is Bungie I'm referring to. Are you, uh, are are you, you talking about that? like the the traveler that everybody thought was two travelers? So then they yeah, like and they accidentally had the old traveler in there, I guess. Yeah. So they basically it was a Photoshop error. They threw up there and they realized that they were spurring on conspiracy theorists, and they're like, "Whoops, Photoshop error." Can I um, can I um, just say something real quick it, on the Photoshop error before you move on from it? Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, that almost said that this release slash reveal was put together this weekend and only happened because of the release that happened last mm-hmm. week, the leak. Yep. Yeah, you pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. I, I was going to say the same. I feel that, you know, the Bungie's real. We, well, we've talked many times on this podcast about how careful Bungie is with their words. And it's important to listen to not just what they say, but how they say it. Um, and they, they almost always check especially images that uh, that are meant to foreshadow. And uh, I guess like you, like Jorge said, this is officially announcing Destiny 2. So, you know, uh, the fact that they supposedly made a mistake, that that definitely indicates to me that they probably rushed this out. Um, but regardless of that, um, the, 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 the new image, um, if... If the the one thing that blurts out to me in regards to that is the fact that that thing is that traveler is whole for the most part, and throughout Destiny One, um, people have said that they feel that the as you've gone through each iteration and each DLC, the traveler has basically seemed to have repaired itself. But that's that's somewhat debatable. It's uh, it it see I think it's actually gone back and forth a little bit depending on the time of day and all that stuff. Like it looks like it's more complete sometimes, and sometimes it looks like it originally did. 
Um, it's definitely repaired itself overall, but the new image, it almost looks whole. It looks awesome. And you can see all this new detail in it um, that you could, couldn't really see before because of all the damage. So um, all the chaos below it though, um, and the fact that it's larger, I don't know if they're just making it look like that for the poster or if the traveler is actually moving now. I don't think it actually can grow. Maybe it can. That would be interesting, but it, I'm wondering if the change in size actually depicts that it's movement. Did it actually move closer to the tower or just move in general? Is it alive now in the shot we're seeing? That's what I want to know. I want to know what the traveler is up to because this thing has been sitting there for so long, completely dormant. And now in this new photo, the city's on fire and this thing looks like it could be alive. That's super exciting to me. Um, I forget who, uh, David, I don't know if you mentioned uh, or made this comment, but you, you were saying something about like, what if the traveler, there were basically, what if there were other travelers? Was that you? Yeah, that was when when the whole community was going crazy um, earlier today, uh, when people had noticed the two travelers, that's when I, I started talking. I was messaging you guys about the moving multiple travelers. And one I had the one idea of the travelers being the nine and there were nine travelers. But because they they fixed it, um, I don't really think that's the case. I, I do kind of agree with you that the travelers moving, though, to me, um, it doesn't really look like it's been putting itself back together, though I could see why people think that. I almost felt like, to me, this picture almost feels like the Traveler's falling because the way the Traveler uh, is illuminated, it either looks like either the fire is illuminating it very specifically um, or the Traveler itself seems to be on fire in a way. And I don't know, to me, it just kind of feels like the Traveler is falling. Maybe it's being defeated for good. Maybe it is back alive and it's just coming closer to the tower to try and help. Maybe someone's taking it over. Who knows? It's just, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of speculation we could do from these pictures, mainly because these pictures are so vague. Uh, we we talked a lot um, last week um, or a couple of days ago when we, when we were talking about um, the leaked image and we were talking about everything that could give us and now that we have this, it kind of furthers what we had been talking about because we've been talking about how the landscape was barren. Um, it appeared that uh, the this was going to be kind of a down by the city because it looked like the city was destroyed in that picture too. Um, Jorge, you mentioned the cabal, but in the leaked imagery, there's also a skiff. So the fallen could be involved. When I was talking to people on Facebook earlier today, I thought um, I mentioned a theory that maybe all of our allies have kind of rallied against the, the traveler against us in a way who knows but yeah it's it's very open-ended right now from what we've gotten and like i said i feel like this reveal was only put out because of the leak so i think we're gonna have to wait an extended period of time to get a trailer or further information on what is actually going on with destiny 2 mm, yeah and we yeah, back to the leaked image from now last week um the whole theory that you just sort of covered briefly in regards to the traveler possibly falling and maybe being defeated for good. Um, again, remember the traveler was what created the ghosts, which is what I guess resurrected us. And essentially through the ghost is that's how we are imbued with light and how we became guardians. Um, without the traveler, you know, 
something about that leaked poster from last week strikes me out again. And that's the fact that the Guardians, some, there's something, um, something, I, I don't, I can't think of the right word, the one I really want to use, but I'll just use the word basic. There's something basic about the way they look. Uh, their armor looks little less powerful. Um, they're wielding, sophisticated. Yeah, it looks like it's more plain, which, um, you know, maybe that's just the artistic direction they wanted to take with the way those guardians looked in that particular image. But they look um, dirty too. Yeah, they they're not wearing helmets, which is odd, um, because guardians almost always wear helmets, especially when in battle. It's sort of one of the things we always have. So I thought that was odd. And when you look at the image, there are no ghosts in it either. And a lot of images uh, that we see, um, not all, but they you do tend to see ghosts floating around with Guardians, and there aren't any. So I'm almost wondering if Destiny 2 were not really Guardians anymore, or maybe we're not imbued with the light. Or our connection to the light has been severed. Yeah. That's, I mean, if anything, that I see more plausible, um, where our connection to the light has been severed because uh, we got our power through the through the traveler by the ghosts. When the traveler gets attacked, even though it's dormant, it's still um, still there. It's it's the source of light or whatever you power you want to call this. So. I mean, it, it, right now we're only speculating because it's hard to really see what it is that we're going to be fighting against, what what happened to the Guardians. All we know is shit went down. That's the that's a plain and simple way to put it. Shit went down, something happened, and now the city is on fire. So it's our job as the Guardians or the former Guardians or whatever we are to go back and reclaim our city, the last bastion of hope, which is interesting because all of this that we're doing right now or will be doing soon with regards to update 2.6.0, a.k.a. Age of Triumph, is all about hope. And now there's none of it. Everything's gone. So I'm excited to see what this is going to lead to. But it leads to a bigger question. And it's I was I was debating whether I should say this now or i should say this later so do let's, it in fact you know in fact before we even get to it uh let, let, let's actually go ahead and is there anything else you want to bring up about destiny 2 um well i would just like to say that uh w with just your your comment that you made right there it does kind of hold to the theory that we were talking about in the past few weeks where bungie seems to be building us up just to tear us down um, and it seems with this um, this picture that they released that maybe there isn't even a last city for us to save. Maybe we're going to be entirely in the wild um, on the next game, which would be very interesting because it, it would also create the question of will Destiny 2 take place on multiple planets or will it just be a giant expansive um, experience on Earth, which could also um, push to us not needing helmets in a way, because if we're only going to be on Earth, no space travel. Um, then maybe that uh, would make it so we don't need helmets. It'd be very odd for them to not have space travel because that's, I mean, 
we're we're space magic. That's what we're all about. So um, traveling from planet to planet should still be there. But um, if it isn't, or at least for the first iteration of the game, if there isn't and there's just a giant expansive world on Earth, um, it'd be very interesting to see how that plays out. Oh, yeah. Part of I mean, the one thing I will say about Destiny 2, it seems like we're back we're going back to Earth. And I understand that Earth has many climates and whatever in it, but at a certain point, I'm kind of tired of being on Earth. And and I and which is weird because out of all the different planets or zones that you're in in Destiny 1, for the most part, Earth has been the most dynamic and the most, I, I guess, most fun to say because it's just it, it's been so prevalent. You're always going to Earth in every expansion for some reason, shape, or form. Um, I mean, even the, the last DLC, Rise of Iron, it was all about being on Earth, seeing Earth in snow. You're, you've seen Earth in temperate conditions. You've seen Earth during a hive infestation. You've seen Earth when Skolas's minions came by. Earth when it was attacked by Taken. Earth when it's being trying to be retaken by the devil. So you've seen Earth in different, but encountered by different enemies in different situations. And I hope that we move away from the Cosmodrome because I'm tired of the Cosmodrome. See, I and oh, sorry, I thought you were done. Continue. So no, go ahead. Make your point because I, I think that brought something up, and I don't want to skip that. Well, I was just gonna say um, I agree and disagree because. I agree that I want to see something other than the Cosmodrome, but I feel like we haven't really even seen Earth. Yes, we've seen Earth in temperate and winter conditions, but we've just seen the Cosmodrome in that. I want to see, um, I want to go to Chicago, an abandoned city. I want to go to, um, shoot, why, European dead zone. I want to go to a forest. I want to go to a desert. I want to experience everything Earth has to offer, not just the Cosmodrome in different temperatures. Yeah, I mean, building off that that European dead zone, I mean, the one, um, and I can't believe I, I just forgot, I had it on the tip of my tongue, but the one map that has the long corridor on Earth. Um, Memento? Yes, thank you for, for reminding me. Memento, there are three catches in the sky, just there's a war literally going on around you. We're just in the middle of this war, like, okay, let's do Crucible. It's like, okay. But there's things over there, and th like uh, right. But we I, don't I, I care. Do We're guardians, man. Right. I mean, I, I want to explore that, and don't get me wrong. But part of me is afraid that they're just going to rely on the same things, and and I I I completely. This is me sounding really cynical, and I hope I I don't. Basically, what I want is something brand new, and I'm afraid that we're going to be given more of the same. And part of it is because of what I've been conditioned to with Destiny 1. And it's hard to break. I, I, I completely get Destiny 2, different engine, different experiences, different everything. But being conditioned over the past almost three years to expect very minor changes, the only real change is going to be there's a new enemy type running through the place, makes me hopeful that this isn't just going to be Taking the same, I mean, if you think about it, they've already reused 
Destiny 1 assets to promote Destiny 2. The image that we got today was them taking the Destiny 1 image of the city, redoing it. That's why there was that little error with the Traveler, where there's the double Traveler, reusing that asset to promote Destiny 2. And I'm not trying to be cynical here. I apologize if that's how I'm coming across. It's just, I saw that image. I thought at first it was cool. Then I started noticing errors. And then I started noticing this is just the same exact cityscape when they could have done it from a different view. Like, let's say from the side, you have the traveler here, you have the city in the middle, and you see the tower, and the tower's on flame. Like, an image that involves smoke billowing across the, 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 the traveler, the city clearly on fire, the, the tower freaking destroyed. Like, that would have been a more powerful image than using the same image. I'm not poo-pooing. The image because it, it opens up a lot of stuff and it's cool that we're, we're getting this and it's cool that we finally got something but again i'm looking at this image and i'm like i'm i'm excited for destiny 2 but i was more excited with the leak poster image which felt like it was raw it was visceral it was like intense like something went down seriously and we're fighting not just for the city but to stay alive and what I got with this image was it's the city on fire, but I'm always thinking in the back of my mind, like this is the same exact image with Photoshopped elements. Right. And that's and a I've, good call. That's a good call. And that's what David was saying earlier too, essentially ties in with it because David, you were saying that this felt rushed. Right. And that's it's, why they had an error. And it's probably, yeah. Another indication that it's rushed is exactly. I, I feel that. What Jorge is saying actually indicates that as well. It is basically the same image photoshopped, which is right. fine. You know, it still is. It, it's it, there's a ton of changes which like definitely open up a ton, but it's as notable for what it's not showing as it's notable for what it does show. Right. I, I mean, again, it's very early, and and it's it's. I I don't want to make this seem like. I'm already shitting on Destiny 2. No, but they're showing us something that says the number two on it. Right. And we're flipping our fucking lids. But in reality, this isn't actually showing us as much as we think it is. It's there's a big revelation there. But, you know, it's it's missing a lot of it's There's not a whole lot new being shown. It's just different stuff that was already shown. I think the big I think the big thing about this is is to. Number one, obviously, it's early on. This is the start of the promotion of Destiny 2, which, based on what Jason Schreier said, I actually believe that uh, Bungie didn't rush this. I think that this is pretty much around the time, maybe a week off. I honestly, My theory was that they were going to wait for Vault of Glass. Vault of Glass was the big thing everybody wanted to go back to because Crota, Crota's cool, but it wasn't like... It wasn't the most beloved raid. Vault of Glass was the most beloved raid. It was the one everybody wanted to go back to. It had the weapons everybody wanted. It had what everybody kept asking. I want Vault of Glass. I want Vault of Glass. I want Vault of Glass. We've already experienced a lot of uh, King's Fall. So it's still kind of fresh. And then Wrath of the Machine, we were doing it now. So the big thing was the first two weeks. It was Crota Zen, Vault of Glass. Once that came out... 
then yeah, you know, okay, we got King's Fall and we can get rewards from that. But that those the big two weeks were the first two. And I thought that once that Vault of Glass came by, that's when Bungie would have dropped a hammer. And I think because of what happened this weekend, they only started this week because of that. So I don't think it was a huge change to their timeline, but I do think it it, it upped everything by just a week. Right. Um, I, I mean, I still feel like um, they didn't plan to release it now. I always thought that they would release it after one month of this, like you do all the remastered raids. That's what I thought. I understand why you're saying the two, and it makes sense why um, the two would work as well. Just also made sense to me that then it would be released at the end of April, beginning of May. Um, that makes it so uh, you've got like a month and a half till E3. So people are living off that hype. This to me still just feels like um, they saw the leak happen. They didn't want it to happen. They're like, okay, we can either let this sit for three weeks, four weeks and let people be pissed off and start to really bug us. Or we can just answer it now and not in every single uh, weekly update have to say what you expected something else like Deej said this week and um, I think this was their way of dealing with it did they necessarily make it uh, this weekend no not necessarily this could have been a plan for a while and they just never caught the mistake but as we know the community micro analyzes every single thing that Bungie does so obviously they're going to catch mistakes that Bungie didn't um, with regards to your comments about it being the same landscape I agree, but at the same time, um, this is a continuation game. So we're going to be in the same areas, even though we want new areas and I sure as hell hope we get new areas, there will be areas that are the same and the tower in the city will be involved in some way, whether it's being destroyed or not. And by showing the city in flames, you're using marketing to attack something that people are connected to people are connected to the city and the tower and you get a visceral response by showing something people are familiar with which is this scene we look at this scene every time we're in the tower and now this scene is in shambles so to me um i wasn't disappointed that it was the same thing because the way they approached it was they took something that people can connect to and now they related it to the next step and this next step is an attack from somewhere maybe it's other guardian factions maybe it's fallen maybe it's cabal maybe it's vex who knows but um regardless i think i wasn't that disappointed with this picture uh whether it was rushed or not i feel like this is a good start to them revealing destiny 2 and until we get an actual trailer i don't think any posters are going to really reveal anything that has any substance and we're just going to sit here mindlessly speculating because we love to do it yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's safe to say that it, it we're going to get a video of some sort very soon or or additional promotional material. Um, well, I, if we when, do, I think it's going to be some sort of like a super short teaser trailer type of deal where it's going to be like maybe right. an animated version of that image we got. Well, that's why so I, the, I, I, I thought it was the reason why I said the month before E3 was that's a good time to do like a true cinematic trailer and let that sink in for a month and then at E3 you do gameplay. Yeah, I mean the the big thing that I see happening is this that they this is obviously a big actual release. It's not a DLC. So they're they're going to position this completely differently than they would a regular DLC. If it'd been a regular DLC or a comet sized DLC, and by comet I mean Taken King, which has was 
referred to internally as Comet, then they would have done like, we'll just wait till E3. Here's a DLC. Knock yourself out, blah, blah, blah. But that's not how they're approaching this. Like they have to get the pre-orders. I mean, we're already starting game stops. I can already confirm are starting in the U S not just in Italy. The game stops in the U S are starting to get the K six toys. There is an internal memo, not going to reveal my source sources, but there is an internal memo going on that they're like an, a special figurine is coming. Please keep these in the back. Do not give out. It's like, we already know what these are for, dude. Like we've already seen them. We've seen them on Reddit. We know where these are going to, you know, go. It's like just, and it, I can say I found the picture on Reddit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's already it's already clear what's happening that very, very soon they're going to start pre-orders. They're, they're going to hit them hard and people are going to I mean, just the image of the K6 figure is almost guaranteed to send people crazy and buy up pre-orders to get that that K6 figurine and sell it on ebay for two thousand dollars which you know is gonna happen <laughs> yeah. i mean people do that for every period i mean when i a couple weeks ago i hung out with uh with jordan over here and he was we were talking about blacksmith um popped on oh ebay God. sure enough blacksmith five hundred dollars on ebay yeah, like, they what? still go for crazy what about, amounts what about uh union of light people... did you look for that one because that one's even rarer and I got two of them. <laughs> yeah, I got I, I got lucky enough um, uh, from our old clans. Uh, one of our clanmates was nice enough to give me one on my birthday. I was very, very thankful of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually got an old clan member hooked me up recently with one. He's like, do you have one? I'm like, no, I don't. Now you do. I'm like, what? Right. Yeah. That was it's, awesome. The community being awesome, but uh, yeah. was there anything else you two wanted to talk about on Destiny Two? Because I'm sure we could talk about it all day if we really wanted to. Yeah, we we really should be moving on. So actually, yeah, we're good. We're good for now. Let, let's go ahead and David, why don't you go ahead and talk about Mash Those Buttons? Mash Those Buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today on Mash Those Buttons Network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. All right. And with that, let's go ahead and talk about the actual release coming out um, and how we feel about it. And by release, I mean the April update, Age of Triumph. Um, so we've this past week there was a stream and it revealed that elemental primaries are coming back in a big way, not just Zalu Supercell, but we're going to have Fatebringer back. We're going to have Athian's Epilogue back, Bangavir Ute, Doom Achelchus. All these guns are coming back and guns that previously didn't have elemental damage now have ele elemental damage. Doom Achelchus is going to be a void scout rifle. Um, they haven't really revealed the other ones, but as soon as they come out, I'm pretty sure we're going to be all excited for them. Fate Bringer is Ark. Oh. Oh, geez. Spoiler. Um, you want to know what else? You want to know what check, else? Check Vision Bungie's of Instagram. Confluence is Solar. Holy shit. Oh, my. All right, David, sit down. Um, 
So my theory excited. is um, just just real quick the, for any of you that don't know, if you're not uh, on Instagram, get on Instagram, follow Destiny the game on Instagram because they typically post those teaser images of weapons on their Instagram feed. Okay, so. I mean, how do you guys feel about going back into these raids and getting those items? By the way, in order to have an elemental primary, they will be exotic. And you're only going to be able to get them during challenge mode. I like it. it yeah, ma- I makes, think it's fair. Right. It, it gives challenge that extra little reward. Um, so my, my only problem with this, and um, we went into some big discussion about this the other day, is... If they're only available from challenge mode, that means theoretically. So this week you essentially have six chances to get a exotic primary from uh, the Crota's in raid. So the word of Crota, Fangaver, you all that stuff. You got six chances to get one. If the drop rate is not truly generous as Frick, as they say, um, am I going to like not get one doing all like if I don't get one in the six raids, the six chances I have, I'm, I'm going to be kind of PO'd because theoretically um, Crota's end will only happen. What we got April, May, June, July, August. We got five times that it will be the weekly raid before destiny two. So I have five times to get all these exotics because everybody wants all of them. So if the if the drop rate really isn't that high, then we're going to run into some problems because that's essentially so what five um, times six chances. So 30 chances total on Crota's end to get exotics. And there's what, five of them, four of them to get four of them, right? And cannon, pulse, auto rifle, scout. Yeah, there's four. there's four of them to get. And I have done more than 30 um, Crota's and I don't have a crux of Crota. I can now basically, yeah, I basically will no longer get a crux of Crota because I'll probably never go back and do another year one Crota at this point. So it, it kind of creates this problem where if, if the drop rate truly isn't generous as Frick, well, then people are going to be upset because they're not going to get the exotics. But if it's too generous, then you run into this situation where people play Crota once or twice, they have all the exotics and they're like, meh. I don't have to do it next month. And then you run into the problem where you're relying on hype of destiny Two to keep people attracted to your game rather than what's going on in your game. Okay. Um, whatever. So <laughs> no, I, I mean, I've said it before and I said, I'll say it again. My, the one I'm most excited for is Crota because I feel that out of all the raids, Almost every single one of them felt finished. That like like there was there was a, a means to an end that it, that it felt smooth and it felt cohesive. Crota is the only one that felt just like I don't want to say lazy because that I don't want to say that they didn't do their their work. They were obviously pressed for time. They had to get this out. There was very little time to go ahead and and fully test out everything that was going to be happening with Crota. And it felt just like it, it It definitely doesn't shine. And I feel that given all the resources that they've been able to put together, because I feel that they've been working on this since at least last year, when they uh, started working on Age of Triumph, that as soon as Age of Triumph was fully out, ready to go, they started working on this April update. 
with regards to PvE content. So when it came to Crota, you I they already said that they spent a lot of time really trying to make this raid shine. And I feel that there's a lot of stuff that could be happening with this raid. I feel that it's going to be hard and challenging in the way that it's supposed to, not hard the way it used to be. Because Crota, people forget how annoying that raid really was. If if you think trying to do Oryx challenge mode when the ogres were teleporting, that was being a problem. You have not done Crota when that thing had bugs. It was just the most unpleasant thing ever. It used to be that you needed every single sword that came down. Otherwise, he would activate his timed and rage. You wouldn't have enough time to kill him. And that fight was just absolutely bonkers when things like swords disappearing, ogres not appearing, Crota jumping down and attacking your guys. Like, what the hell just happened? Crota jumping into the crystal room and then just random things just happening. The worst possible things. Crota standing up all out of nowhere after he went down on his knees. Like, there was just so many things on, t uh, on top of a very... I get what they were trying to do with the bridge. I really do. But I think that it is very, very flawed. Because if you even lose one person before getting three across the bridge, you've completely failed that, that bridge part. Because the only thing that you can do without cheese is getting two people across, everybody on the first side having to wipe because you couldn't... I mean, you could do the bridge trick where you would lure the, the, the sword bearer to the middle. But, I, I mean, it was really, really tough if you lost one person before getting three people across the bridge to, with regards to not cheesing. And there was so much that could go wrong and, and just... The bridge encounter, what it just didn't flow smoothly. Oryx encounter, there were many issues. Deathsinger felt lazy. Again, I'm not trying to say that they were that they were lazy in the design, but it's basically a timed fight. You go in, you kill stuff quickly, you make things happen, you can go inside, blow her up. It's yeah, just it, it, it didn't feel, I feel everything it. about that raid just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like finished. It, it, right. And I mean, Crota. He's a freaking hive prince. He's on the hive pantheon. He can kill things and he rips dimensions apart. And here he is. He's basically a giant pendulum that goes left and right and left and right. I'm like, you're supposed to be the, the guy who just obliterated guardians from the moon. And here you are, a pendulum left. Then right, he looks left. like a baby compared to his father too. It's it's not even like like I don't know if they designed Oryx like well after Crota or something like that, or they weren't thinking about it. But like Oryx, who is supposed to be yes, he's supposed to be the king, he's supposed to be the dad, but um, he's not supposed to be that much insanely bigger than Crota. And I, well, he here's was. the thing. Here's the thing with Crota. A lot, I, I hear this argument a lot. Crota is actually about the size of Atheon. He really is. The problem is we're always engaging Crota at a distance. Even Atheon, we were still relatively close to him. If you look at the platforms, it's not that far of a jump from where you're at to where Atheon was. 
Whereas with Crota, you're all the way in the back of the room because if you get too close, he'll use his little projectiles and kill you real quick. And then he has, of course, a sword. Yeah, where if you he get just too, too close, like, you're just getting stomped on. Right. So I think with with regards to the size, I think he was big enough. It's just where you encounter him is you want to stay back. So it, it's hard to compete, compare Crota, the, the, the raid size, to Orc's raid size, where he's just like, uh, Don't forget, Orc's during the raid, that was after he... I don't know what's the process that he went through um, in between the last story mission and uh, the raid, you know, because when you so, were in the last story mission, I believe that um, I believe he was roughly the same size as Crota. Um, so, you know, he he went through a process to get that big and, you know, I don't know if it was more like a, visual thing they were going for to you know give you an idea of of how much power he really had comparatively to these those other raid bosses or if he really was that big i mean he, he well well here's the thing with with Cro- uh, i mean not crota oryx oryx in the regular when you encounter him in the regular story he is relatively large he's about the size give or take of excuse me of atheon or Crota, maybe a little bit shorter, but he's not—he's not entirely t- gigantic. He's not entirely, you know, imposing. He's just what he is. If Crota was in real life, as in the regular story, ra- out there rather than in his raid or in his dimension, he would actually be about the size of um, the one knight that you fight in when you're doing the sword quest, where you have to break through and go into the um the door mm-hmm. killing those three uh knights then there's that one special knight that you have to kill with an actual sword he's a, he would be about that size and that's because in the real real world you're encountering them using their powers outside of their dimension right so he's okay with regards to um his size i don't think that there's much of a problem with regards to um him you know in his existence once he gets into the raid when he's in his own dimension where he's yeah powered up and 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 in his own power that's where you see oryx many many times larger because he's a projection of his actual physical power yeah that's what i was and and then crota people forget Crota isn't just a small knight or whatever you want to compare him to being tiny, tiny. Um, he's also, he, you're also seeing his oversoul. That's a part of him. That is actually Crota in the, in the sky mm, looking down at true. you. That's true. I didn't think that's about That's a projection like that. of his power. So Crota isn't just one, one thing. It's also the knight and the actual yeah. oversoul. So yeah, that's just my theory. I, I just think that what they're trying to do is, uh, or what was going on with regards to those raid bosses is that, at, at least the Hive anyway, that in their own realm, it's an expression of their power. Um, some of them express it in size like Oryx, whereas Crota expresses it in his full potential and power with the Oversoul. 
So I think with regards to the size, um, in real, real life, uh, Crota would be about the size of the special knight that you'd fight in the, um, to get the, the sword quest, the exotic sword. And in his realm, he's a lot larger. And then Oryx is just the full expression of his divine power uh, as a god. So I, I think that's why he's much, much larger. He's presented as something from Mount Vesuvius, Mount Etna, just raining fire, Mount Olympus. Did I say Mount Etna and Mount Vesuvius? Wow. That was, <laughs> that was terrible. Um, Mount Olympus, you know, where all the gods are over there, you know. All them gods. All the gods over there. Um, they're up in the sky. Yeah, well, regardless, um, raining devil days. Hopefully, Crota is a better encounter this time. Yes. As we're just going to sum it all up. Um, hopefully, Bridge is better. Uh, I don't remember if we touched this. Did the, the new thing they've added to the bridge, the pictures. Have we touched that yet? Yeah, so what they're, one thing that we did notice is that there's going to be statues all up, al- up along the sides towards the entrance to Crota's palace, the main palace. And people are speculating what that is, what that encounter is. By this time tomorrow, when you guys are listening to the show, hopefully you guys will know, because then when I get home, it's going to make my challenge a lot easier. Right? But. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oops. Uh, well, we're would, just. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I would like to say I have two quick little theories about that. Theory one. Quick. Theory one. Um, this is actually three, technically. Theory one, it's an entirely new encounter after the bridge. Theory two. Uh, this could solve the problem you were talking about with the bridge. Maybe the bridge encounter as a whole has changed and you have to do something so. with these statues, which kind of stops it from being the um, if more than one goes down, you kind of have to wipe scenario. Theory three, um, Death Singer challenge right now. Nobody knows what Death Singer challenge is. Hopefully by this time tomorrow, people will know so that, you know, we can do it. Um, but uh, Death Singer challenge right now, people are guessing it might just be timed because that's the only thing it could really be. Maybe you have to take things down at certain times. Nobody really knows. My thought process was maybe they're moving Death Singer to be a little earlier in the raid and she will be by these statues and then there'll be something to do with these statues to deal with the Death Singer challenge. It would be weird because it would mess up the entire um, entry into the room and having to do her first in the room because uh, Crota and Oryx kind of had this similar feel where you go their throne room, there's a death singer you got to deal with first and messing with that whole thing may change it. But at this time, I, I don't know, I was trying to think of what the challenge mode could be and maybe these or there's something similar to these in the final room that uh, kind of changes up death singer fight. Hmm. I, I don't know about moving Death Singer personally. Um, I've, I've I, I, and again, we recorded this originally <laughs> a couple of days ago, so I've had time to think about it. Um, I haven't wrapped my head around that fully. I, I, they're bringing us back to do the raids again. I think that the stairs to the Thrallway are probably going to be uh, just an addition. I don't think they're going to like wholesale make big changes like that to the raids. Um, I think they're going to make additions. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm personally excited for 
like I mentioned, I've I've been very, very excited because I'm just hoping for great changes and a tightening up of that raid. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm also excited. Excited for. He did air quotes quotes for you guys who don't have video. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of excited for Vault of Glass. And I know a lot of people are because they love that raid. But my theory is that people remember that raid more fondly because of the weapons than the actual encounters. And I'm not saying it's a terrible raid. Don't misquote me here. But I think that Vault of Glass will always be remembered for the one that gave you the weapons that you wanted. Whereas King Fall, King's Fall was the one that everybody wanted for the encounters. The thing that brought that down was the fact that you got absolutely crap weapons. I think hey, people would hey, remember King's Fall. Hey, Doom of Chalice is good. Uh, um, the machine gun, which I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. Willem's Terminus. That was Willem's good. Terminus that was my go-to Willem's machine gun. Defiance of Yasmin is a boss. Don't mess with my oryx shut your, shut your weird look and shape head up anyway um i just think now? that i i just i mean let, let's face it wrath of the machine is is kind of being remembered because beyond it being the the most recent raid it actually has somewhat decent weapons the sniper rifle is an absolute pve monster it it makes for me i never have to worry about having black hammer or I'm sorry, Black Spindle. I know people love Black Spindle, but with that quick reload after emptying a magazine, I'm feeling just as well equipped with with that than I as I was with the Black Spindle. And the auto rifle is an absolute monster. Genesis chain. Shoes up Genesis chain. That thing just does damage. It just it destroys mobs. I took that into Vault of Glass, and I took that into Crota's End, especially on the Thrall. In the stills area, which is the darkness area, the thralls are chasing you. Boom, headshot, firefly, they're all dead. Um, Genesis Chain is an absolute beast in PvE and to some people in PvP as well. Um, the other weapons are okay. The Scout Rifle's okay. Pulse Rifle's okay. Hand Cannon. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but the, I but, mean, let's but be honest. Outside of Fatebreaker, Wrath of the Machine and King's Fall are much more flushed out, well-rounded, full experience raids than Vault and Crota were. Right. But I think Wrath of the Machine, in Wrath of the Machine's favor, is that the weapons, the rewards themselves, are better overall than King's Fall. Right. But it's just, I mean, this is this partly comes to Bungie themselves have had time to evolve their raids, but King's Fall and Wrath of the Machine raids really focus on teamwork. And there are these encounters where you have to stick to um, the way you do it as a team, work as a team to do it, especially with challenge modes. Challenge modes added that extra team benefit, which is something we haven't had in Vault of Glass or Crota's End. So maybe the challenge modes will make those to raids more engaging for team play, but um, no one is going to go in and really truly be able to just solo um, King's Fall and Wrath of the Machine like they were in Crota and Vaults of Glass. Yes, um, people have done the final fight solo, but it's not a thing like Crota's in um, the majority. And OK, I guess not the majority, but the majority of the hardcore raiding community 
has soloed Crota's Inn because that was the thing to do. It's I just, have. Yeah, it's just the, I'm going to go solo it. It happens. Um, you don't hear that with Wrath of the Machine or uh, King's Fall. With King's Fall and Wrath of the Machines, you're like, holy crap, Slayer Age actually did it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't have any comments uh, about raid solos. I'm, <laughs> I think that's yeah, awesome. I, I think that's awesome to watch videos of. So, I, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not there. <laughs> so th- there is one thing that I I do want to bring up, and and again, not trying to be cynical. That's not what I'm trying to do here on this show. But with the recent reveal of Destiny Two. It makes me feel like I, I kind of am where I'm at with um, Horizon Zero Dawn. I've already completed the game. The only thing I really need to do is I need to do the, the hunting grounds. Outside of that, there's nothing really that I need to do with the game. And I'm kind of like, you know what? Maybe I'm okay. Maybe I don't need to go back. Like I was saying to you, David, before um, we even started the podcast, it is cool that we're going to be going back, and it is cool to see all these people who are going to, you know, go ahead and enjoy their time with, um, with the raids and stuff. And I'm excited to see people coming back, but I also know that this is going to be something very, very limited. And I think Bungie knows that too. I think they already know that. Our time with this game is coming to an end within the next month or two for for most people. I I don't I don't think that this is going to last beyond two months, and I think that that's why we're starting to see stuff for Destiny Two right now. My theory is at E three, which is about two months away, we're going to get boom. Go play the beta now. Oh, you said it, the beta. Oh man, he said it. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Like, I, hype. like I can see, you know what I can see happening too. You complete the book, you get early access to the alpha. Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be done that on Thursday. Think, thank you. I don't think they would do that because so many people would complain it wouldn't be funny, but it would be an awesome reward and it would be worth it. And as soon as as soon as the first person finishes that book and gets the notification, you get alpha access. Every single person is going to be like, I'm finishing this book. But then you'll have the people who will be like, I didn't play your one. I can't finish this book. This isn't fair. Well, here's the thing. Like the book, you can complete it without having had yeah. done what? year one. Oh, 100% you're saying, you're saying truly get 100%. to the point where you get the T-shirt. Right. I, I'm not talking about okay. actually completing completing the book. Okay. That would just be absolutely insane. Well, a lot of people think there's like some fun theories out there that people think that if you get to 100% in the book, you unlock something special. I would not be surprised if there is something at 100%. I would hope so, because that's going to take a lot of work. <laughs> right. That's why I was doing I mean, all my ghosts and Siva fragments today. I was prepping for yeah. it. I don't think there's thankfully anything I can I, do, actually, that it won't be ships. unlocked. Yeah, I actually. But we, I think but we I discussed this a couple weeks ago. You really don't need that many ships. No, well, you do, but shaders everyone should have because you they do drop quite regularly. So for anyone that's played, right. um, you know, I don't know, 
they do drop regularly. You should have your, you should probably have shaders if you've been played, especially since if you've played since year one. Ships, you may be short a few, but they're pretty easy to buy. Um, I, I think there's one in rotation right now that is, uh, well, by the time everyone's listening to this, it may be out of rotation, but there was a, a fairly rare one being sold this past week. So I don't know if ships go on rotation every day or every week, but right. be on the it's lookout. Eight. They do sell, uh, what's her face, sells ships. Uh, and they rotate. Amanda Holiday, she yeah. sells ships, um, and they rotate. So yeah, it it depends on what you need too, because she sells a lot of the common ships, the the white ones. So if you don't have a lot of white ships, then you'll be able to stack up your number pretty fast. Yeah, why it got to be white? Because that's the color Bungie decided. Why you got to care what color it is? What, 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 what all ships matter, man. I know that. Shut up. I don't like this joke. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um damn here we go we lost our sponsors <laughs> anyway <laughs> my mom Wait, just, uh, uh, just pulled her five dollars oh damn it no more patreons all right <laughs> i was really counting on that lemonade and brownies uh, anyway should we move on to crucible what should we move on to the crucible yeah let's go on to the crucible so thankfully you no longer have to worry about the mountaintop quests where everybody's has access to the mountaintop quests, you just no longer get. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody gets the reward of the mountain mountaintop quest, which is access to the bounties. There's Lord Shack's weekly bounties, which should have been there from the beginning. I mean, let's that that Crucible quest was a little stupid. It was it was it seemed weird. I mean, it was especially stupid for those of us who did it before they patched it. Yeah, yeah it, and I, I was one of those idiots that lengthy. did that. So I, I'm not opposed to, you know, doing stuff to get rewarded, but I think that they could have done better rewards for that quest. I think that the way they went about it kind of was, uh, people just didn't like it. It, it, it really, it was really, uh, I don't think it was, a, a, it was, well done. It wasn't well executed. So I'm glad that everybody now has access to the Lord Shack's weekly bounties. And we get two of them. One per 6v6 activity. So one week it could be Clash and Rift. Another week it could be Control and um, what's the other? Supremacy. Uh, Supremacy. So everybody has access to doing something that they like doing. Supremacy is a very popular game mode. So is Control. I think in order right now, I think most people gravitate clash, or I'm sorry, control, and then clash and supremacy in a close one and th- uh, two and three, and then a distant fourth would be rift. So I- I- I'm excited to, to to be going into the crucible again and and having multiple chances at getting rewards throughout the week for stuff that I I like doing, um, and it's very cool to see other people getting access to that. Um, it's just a shame that. They waited this long to do something like this. Yeah. Um, don't forget, they're also paring down the Crucible playlist. And that is in hopes of uh, it improving the matchmaking experience. Um, I've definitely encountered many instances where I'm sitting there for a long time waiting for a match to fill. So I'm hoping that the uh, the leaner, meaner Crucible playlist will decrease that time and increase the amount of games and matches I get to play within my allotted time. 
that I'm playing the game each day. So that's ex- I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad to see them do that. They definitely couldn't do this in year one and year two. The the reason that they're able to do it now without much pe- many people you know going after them is because private matches. If you feel like you want to do a specific game mode, private matches. Go get some friends. Go play in the Crucible. Well, in the Have past, fun. they also had way less game modes. In year one, we had Clash and Control. That mm-hmm. was really we it. Had, we had five game modes. We had, we had Clash, Control, Skirmish, Salvage, and Rumble. And that was it. And, well, hold up. No, that was yeah, it. Clash With control. release, it was Clash, Control, Skirmish, Salvage, and Rumble. And then they started adding games. We we got Elimination with House of Wolves. Uh, we got Rift. Forget, uh, you King. forgot Combined Arms. I think that yeah. was that. Oh, it, no, Combined we, Arms wasn't combined in it at the start. Is, because Combined yes, Arms. Yes, it was. No, at the, at the start, com, yes, that, they were in Clash and Control. Then after about a month or two, they made a Combined Arms playlist because people didn't like the big maps. Mm. And then you, you got the Combined Arms playlist. They added... Um, elimination they added um zone control then they added rift then they added um, <laughs> zone control <laughs> the classics and the classics because that happened with taking king we got the classics mm-hmm. and that split the community because you had people one who didn't have taken king and two people like the rewards better in classics so you had people playing classics then you had um uh, eventually supremacy came in um yeah, there's been a lot that's come in over time, and they never got rid of anything. They just kept bringing games in, games in. They brought in doubles, and stuff just kept adding and adding and adding. We saw Infernos added soon after release. We saw, um, oh, shoot, what's what's the other thing called? Mm, I don't know. There's one other type of playlist they've added. Did you say Mayhem? Mayhem. That was the one I was thinking of. Sorry, they I was added, thinking of, I'm added. waiting. I'm, I have something. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're good. I'm almost done. They added mayhem. But basically what happened was we ended up getting more and more playlists added and added and added. And we ended up with like 13 different options. And at, as this has gone on, the community has shrunk. The Crucible community, in all honesty, has shrunk over time. One, because people are leaving the game. Two, because um, people are getting fed up with people got real fed up with the last meta. People are pretty fed up with the meta right now. It's been pretty short. And uh, you've just seen this this flux of players away so now that they're kind of bringing the playlist down you'll hopefully get better matchmaking as jordan was saying because there are more people to for you to matchmake in each playlist yeah now you mentioned doubles i totally forgot about doubles um for people that are hunting grammar score um the i'm sorry hunting what I, I don't know why i pronounced it like that <laughs> grimoire i'm gonna i'm just gonna say grimoire um grimoire for people hunting points there for the grimoire um the doubles playlist isn't included right now in what we saw right correct and i don't have my doubles stuff yeah i don't have my doubles either i was like halfway done with it and i i never finished it they did say it'd be rotating though uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's, doubles it's, comes because I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit that hard. That's like the one, one of the only crucible. It's two rotating sixes, mm-hmm. elimination and rumble are consistent, and then a rotating mm-hmm. threes. Is that what it is? I believe yep. so. Yeah. Yeah. 
So hopefully doubles find its way in there. I mean, they haven't even said anything about Inferno and stuff and people really like Inferno. So we'll see how mm-hmm. the rotating works. Um, like I know, I know they had to do this, but it's, it's kind of weird how they did it. Like if, if I were designing this cut down playlist, I would do something like, all right, we've gotten to the point in the game where we need to, we need to bring down the list of playlists. So let's do this. We're going to have a six V six playlist. You're going to enter this playlist. It's going to be a random game mode, random map. A 3v3 playlist, random game mode, random lap. A uh, Inferno playlist, random game mode, random lap. A 3v3 Inferno playlist, random game mode, random map, and a Rumble playlist. And that's the way I would have done it. I, I know it's it's that would cause some problems too, but it, it's there's a point where you have to try and please as many people as possible. And right now you're going to have a lot of people who get upset if their game mode or any game mode they like isn't there for that week. Yeah. Yeah, well, we already know you can't please everyone. So, right. I think this is a pretty good compromise what they're doing, though. It's true. It is. Be, you can fap them all. Fap, 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 fap. <laughs> all right. We're going to move on because we've got to finish this up a little bit. Um, we've got a lot, of, lot to go through. Um, so the one big thing, too, is vendors will now have weapon perks rotate weekly like the armor pieces do. So basically... It's like mini Zer every single week. So Yay. you have a chance of getting a God roll. Eos, well, not Eos Luna, I apologize. Palindrome. Palindrome, a God roll, whale. Things waltz. that are hand, hand cannons. Yeah, waltz I mean, is but let's, something that people will probably be looking for. Uh, paleo contact, auto rifle. Right. Is well, one I mean, that can be good. Let's, let's go ahead and talk about that a little bit. I mean... So we talked about two weapon types right there, the auto rifles and the, and the hand cannons. These are the big things that are going to be changing. I mean, obviously, we've already talked to death about the, the health perks coming back and not coming back. What are they coming back to? We things actually are changing didn't with mention to that. that in this recording. They didn't mention in this recording, but then that's because a lot of the stuff that has already been... Actually, at the in the previous stream, they did mention a lot of this stuff. No, 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 us. We we oh, us, in this in this episode, we've not mentioned that because they've correct, not confirmed and, it. Correct. I mean, it's the same exact ones that they've mentioned before in the um, the forum post. We'll go ahead and have a link to those show notes or, or those po- forum posts. That way, everybody can go ahead and read them. Um, we've already discussed them in great te- detail. Basically, the great hunter blade dancer nerf that happened with regards to hungering blade screwed up and took everything out with it. Some things are coming back to how they were, such as Ward of Dawn. Other things, not not like like it was before, like Red Death. So there's going to be pros and cons to every single weapon, even though Red Death, unfortunately, would never be a pro again. It makes me sad. I really, really love that gun. But that's beside the point. Um. It's going to be cool to see how people, you know, work with this new meta, even though it's not really huge meta change. There's plenty to make it so that well, that's it's, debatable. I, I mean, so let's go through the, the two big changes. The, the big change is hand cannons are going down in, in terms of range by three meters. Auto rifles are going up in range so that you can use them at, at a better range. Do I think auto rifles get and are going to be wildly better? No, I still think that given most weapons, a hand cannon in crucible is going to still be your main weapon. If you're going to use it at those ranges, 
that you have to four tap somebody, you're you're not using the gun correctly. If you're using, say, the auto rifle as it's supposed to be, you're going to have more success against hand cannon people, slightly more success. But if they're close to you, if they're at mid range, you're done. You're still not going to be able to compete against a hand cannon. And that's unfortunate because I still think that auto rifles aren't where they need to be. I, I still think that the, the doctrine of passing archetype needs to be buffed up to where it was when it was king. Um, just because I think that right now where it is is just not that good. I, I don't feel that... I don't think it it, it, it performs as well. And, and with a gun like that, I, I don't... It's hard to balance. And I, I, I don't... Again, don't envy Bungie in trying to balance something like this. But as David has mentioned, you have to make it so that the auto rifles can do more damage because of the way they operate you might want you have a better way of phrasing this i'll let you go ahead and speak on that uh so for that what you're talking about is um ideal time to kill is usually how games get balanced and for ideal time to kill we have our hand cannons uh which is what we've been comparing here which are three shot kills theoretically two headshots and a body and what it's going to be with that is how fast can you kill someone with two headshots and a body so what Bungie's done historically is they balance an auto rifle off their ideal time to kill. Their ideal time to kill is all headshots. But when you get into real game scenarios, you're never going to be hitting someone with all headshots, even though that's what their technical ideal time to kill balance point is at. So what ends up happening is you have the auto rifles which because you're having to spray, you're missing shots, you're definitely not hitting the head every time, um, your ideal time to kill in-game in real situation goes way down, whereas other guns like a hand cannon or a scout rifle where you can be accurate, their ideal time to kill stays super high in all, or super low um, in all situations. And that's where you run into this problem where hand cannons in this game, especially with map design, dominate because they have this best ideal time to kill out of any gun because you have guns especially the auto rifles and pulse rifles where you're missing you're not able to land all headshots and you're running into problems that's why um when you back in um was it it was house of wolves era the messenger was a huge gun because it was a pulse rifle that's ideal time to kill was based off only hitting two headshots which made it so you didn't have to have this insane um, accuracy and it made that gun really good which is why it was able to be super competitive against thorn and the last word in their heyday and the one thing i was going to say is with these these updates um, i think it will have a decent impact on hand cannons mainly because all the hand cannons that already suck are going to suck way more which sucks and the nine nine feet three meters is actually going to be big enough that when you're jumping around with a hand cannon, you might see, see some differences. So um, it, it'll affect a little bit of play with hand cannons. You'll have to be a little bit closer. They'll still be good because at this point, they're the best PVP gun at this point anyway. Um, and like I said, it, it just this whole nerf to them per se has just not even really nerfed what needed to be nerfed. It's just hurt the classes that aren't even being touched even further, which is disappointing because um, I want to use guns that have a different fire rate of hand cannon. And we've 
We've talked so many different times on ways they can fix uh, the rate of fires with guns versus balance. But um, at this point, we're not going to see it in Destiny 1. I, I'm okay with that. Hopefully in Destiny 2, it's better if hand cannons are still there. Um, auto rifles, they're getting that buff to range, as Jorge said, which will make them more effective at bigger, longer ranges. I really don't think this is going to affect auto rifles at all, except for the Doctrine Archetype, because now you'll essentially be able to spray people in the body from slightly longer away. Um, I don't even know if they mentioned an exact distance in the stream, but we'll have to just play with it. Um, I don't think auto rifles are going to be king. Just, you know, as Jorge said, it's just they need more than just a little bit of range. Yeah, I mean, I think we're at the absolute max of what we could do to get them any of the weapons and ideal range. The unfortunate thing is it makes specific archetypes the absolute. If you have an EOS Luna archetype with the appropriate perks, your rangefinder, your reinforced barrel, your luck in the chamber, chances are that's all you need. You got the, the absolute best weapon possible in your hands. If you got... um. Uh, it's really tough with pulse rifles because they almost they're in a weird spot. I think this helps pulse rifles out more. This whole nerf buff thing helps pulse rifles out more because the the Hawksaw was in a weird spot because it could theoretically compete with a hang against a hand cannon, but because of the way the hand cannons were. They would typically outgun somebody firing with a hawksaw at the appropriate ranges. And there's nothing that they could really do. Like, you had to be the absolute first person to shoot if you had a pulse rifle. So, I'm not saying that they were terrible. I'm just saying that they were still at a competitive disadvantage against, say, an EOS Luna archetype hand cannon. So, I think this might help a, the pulse rifles out just slightly. Um, addition by subtraction, so to say, and then auto rifles. I, I just I don't see scout rifles are always going to be in a weird spot because they're either very very effective or they're not that effective. It really depends on the user. Like you have to be, you know, kind of almost treating it like a sniper. Almost. I mean, we've seen people with might have just staple somebody from the corner of the map, dead. But you, you kind of have to work that way with a scout rifle. Like, auto rifles, I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just... Maybe we just have to see how it works. Maybe we have to just see how it plays out. But I'm not I'm not too keen on auto rifles. Even um, after the, the, the buff that they got. Even after the second buff that they're going to get. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that they're still going to be at, a, at the spot that they need to be. Nah. And it's very hard... To really buff them up to where they need to be, considering that the get this game, for all intents and purposes, now kind of has a date of almost two months because we know the beta is coming around the corner. We've already seen the promotional material. Yeah, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. Um, hand cannons, there isn't going to be a whole lot of change. You know, they're the go-to for a lot of people. Um, the nerf to range is only going to hurt the weaker archetypes of hand cannons. Uh, but you know, because they're already not being used, like it, it, you're not really going to notice it. You're not, you know, it's just going to be palindromes and whales and such running around 
and uh, the the nerf to those is is most likely going to help. Uh, I think pulse rifles the most, honestly. Um, for auto rifles, I think what's going to happen is you're not going to see a lot of people running around with auto rifles all of a sudden, but the people that already use them and like them are going to enjoy using them more and feel more competitive with them now because they're going to get a slight little buff. Um, you know, uh, pulse rifles, I don't think you're going to see a ton of people with hawk saws again. You know, you see them occasionally, but they're not going to be any more prevalent. But again, people that are good at using them and do enjoy them, I think will feel a little more competitive against the hand cannon users now. And you'll probably start to see even more hopscotches out there uh, as a result of this. Um, and then scout Ooh. rifles are just scout rifles. So, Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I feel like I, I missed like, something. I feel energy. <laughs> yeah, you did. But that's beside the point. Um, I, the weird thing did is I say something that funny? You, you just look funny. Anyway. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I just think that, that we're at the spot where, where this is the maximum that the game can really do with, with the current engine. And I think that Josh Hamrick is currently working on or using this information to help balance out what will be Destiny 2. So I'm excited to see what what data comes from this that gets applied to Destiny 2, which may influence new weapons. Because let's face it, um, I think that with the new game, we're going to see a revival of sorts of with regards to fusion rifles. Um, the fusion rifles are always the most they're they're the they're the weirdest weapons because they're so versatile. You can have a primary fusion rifle, secondary fusion rifle, a heavy fusion rifle. There's so many options with regards to that and what that entails. And I think that they're going to take it to the next level in Destiny 2. So I think that they're taking the information that they have as limited information as it is with regards to fusion rifles. And they're going to apply it and make them better in Destiny 2. Same thing with auto rifles. Same thing with scout rifles. Same thing with hand cannons. I, I just think everything that we're doing right now is to help destiny Two, And we're seeing kind of the base level, like the absolute lowest that we can go so that when destiny two comes out with input from people in the, in the community, they're going to make it the, the premier event. I mean, we already know destiny is gone. Um, esports, and that's going to be a big, huge play for them, especially with I'm not trying to dog it, but Halo kind of didn't have a good weekend this past weekend. What normally was would have been in a giant auditorium was kind of made a, a little bit of a joke. Uh, it was a smaller venue. People mistook the uh, the overflow tent for the actual main event stage, and it it, it just it, it felt like Halo reached its peak long time ago. And people have moved on, and a lot of those people are now playing Destiny. They want to see Destiny become the next big thing in esports. And I, I think that's where we're going with regards to Destiny 2, where we're really going to see some big things happen with Destiny 2. And I think that all the data that we're giving the game and the people at Bungie um, with regards to this latest patch is going to feed into what they're going to be doing in the future. And I just hope 
that that affects not just the abilities and the guns, but how we use them, how they can be implemented and just made it, it, it's tough with regards to this game because I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent and, and I apologize, but this is really important. Just a little one. Just a little bit. Um, I think that the biggest problem this game has had with regards to balance isn't just the perks for the weapons, but how powerful the, the armors make our abilities. We underestimate how powerful these these abilities are. Getting extra super energy from a kill or picking up an orb and you get extra super energy beyond what you got. Picking up somebody. Like, all these things add up. And when you're in a game where supers can change how a game or how the... The, yeah, how the game flows, how the game, you know, it turns the tide. You can overwhelm an enemy with nothing but supers at the end and win at the very last second. So I think that what's going to be happening is that they're going to tone down the abilities slightly, kind of to where they were in year one with regards to um, how everything flows in Destiny 2. I, I think that that's where we're going. That's where we're headed. So I'm excited for the patch, excited for Crucible, because I think this opens up a lot more stuff for, for, different arc, for different gun types, not so much archetypes, but gun types. And I am excited to see what this does for Destiny 2. Um, beyond that, I, I just hope that you guys are excited for this game, uh, the upcoming patch. All our listeners, I, I want you guys out there doing some raids. Uh, I'm personally excited, but um, going back to my example with Horizon Zero Dawn, I, like, I've already done everything. I don't feel much desire to go back. I'm going to be doing some stuff, but I'm really ready for Destiny 2 now that we got... Uh, that's the unfortunate thing of getting a teaser like this. Just when you see hints of the next big thing coming, it's hard to be excited for the current product. I'm not trying to be cynical, but let's face it. Everybody here wants Destiny 2. I think it's pretty safe to say David's excited. Jordan's excited for Destiny 2. We're all ready to dive into this new game. And we've had a good fill with Destiny 1. We've had three years of it. We're ready to jump into the new thing. Yep. Yep. Yes, I concur. It's it's like like you're saying. It's It's once you see it, you know that... Because we all know that Destiny 1 has problems... And especially if we end up getting some like trailers and gameplay here or there, like we're going to know that there's better on the horizon and we, you know, want the better now. And it, it makes us spoiled to the fact that we don't even want to play what we have. All right. So I think that's a good place to stop it right there. So. David, why don't you go ahead and wrap this bad boy up? Well, we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit. As always, we are available on a ton of platforms, so make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do this is to simply share In Orbit with others. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, and we also have an RSS feed. Links to. I each- want to interrupt you there. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I forgot something. Another thing, another app that a lot of people use, Downcast. It's available on iOS. I believe it's also on Android. Don't quote me there, but we're also on Downcast. Yes, we are also on Downcast. (laughs) And the links to all of these are available right on the Masters Buttons website at www.masterbuttons.com. 
All right, and make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. <laughs> for any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. And I lied, it's only for iOS, so I'm sorry, guys. But <laughs> we're you make sure to check us out on twitter.com slash m tb site twitter.com slash in orbit facebook.com slash mash those buttons youtube.com slash mash those buttons david where can people find you at you can find me on twitter at ds underscore bolt or streaming on twitch twitch.tv slash ds bolt also available on that twitch site is the first edition of this podcast with guest full clip it was a good episode um, go check that out if you want to see a little bit more discussion about this week, a little more speculation. We went over yeah, a little we'll lot him on, again. on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And Jordan, where people can find you at? You can find me streaming on Twitch at Twitch TV forward slash IMTBot. And uh, real quick, I wanted to mention this earlier, but uh, we'll be we should be streaming tomorrow all the uh, raids uh, we're doing the Crota raids with the challenges. So please stop on by all of our Twitch channels. We'll be there. And you can find me at all the different social network sites and gaming platforms via my screen name, GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two, N-R-G. I find it really awesome that you just held a two up to the cameras. If they the could number see two. Um, Make sure that you contact us with any questions at inorbitpodcast at gmail.com. Or send us a tweet at twitter.com slash inorbitpodcast. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls, points, and directs, shapes, and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, And what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jarrett, and myself, we thank you for listening to our show. And as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, March 27th, Jorge, David, and Jordan transmit in orbit. This week, talking about Destiny 2 leaks, patch 2.6.0, and the return of elemental primaries. On Tuesday, March 28th, Nick and Katie continue their quest to educate you on WoW lore on the Torn and the Gobble. This week, talking... Chronicle 2, and Arakoa. On Wednesday, March 29th, Jared and Mikey bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. This week, celebrating their 50th episode, talking players taking competitive matches hostage, and gaming the SR system with unpopular characters. Also on Wednesday, Crash Tag and Meza bring you the latest in fighting games and the FGC on Double Tap. This week, talking new characters, 
best pop-off of the year so far, and are they going to Japan for EVO? On Friday, March 31st, Mike, Rob, and Luke bring you SITREP Radio, talking to the latest in the division and the state of the game. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.